Congress has at last finalized an omnibus spending package for the fiscal year that started back in October. The $1.4 trillion bill has some important provisions for federal employees and next year's paychecks, and it encompasses several spending and policy priorities for federal agencies. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now to explain what made the cut and what did not in the 2021 bill. Nicole, let's start with those provisions that impact federal employee pay. What's going to happen under this bill? So, Tom, the omnibus spending bill is silent on federal pay. And there were a lot of questions about this. What does silence mean in a bill, particularly when it comes to federal employee pay? And it means that essentially Congress has endorsed the plan that President Trump sent to lawmakers actually way back in February before this pandemic even started. And that proposal included a 1% across the board pay raise with no locality adjustments. And so that's essentially what Congress is endorsing here in this bill. It didn't explicitly legislate this 1% pay raise. It didn't legislate any other pay raise. It didn't legislate a pay freeze, which Senate Republicans included in their appropriations drafts. So this is what we're getting. We got a lot of questions uh, via Twitter, actually, about well, can President Trump come back in with an executive order and implement a pay freeze before the year ends? So for one, Trump does have to sign an executive order making this pay adjustment official. It happens every single year, and those pay adjustments aren't official until we get that executive order. There's no precedent for a president coming in with an executive order and doing something different than what he had initially proposed, at least when it comes to this across-the-board pay raise. We did see Obama back in 2016, I believe, come in with a higher locality pay adjustment via a final executive order. But we believe that what the president will do is put in his executive order a 1% across-the-board pay raise. If he does something different, of course, that might not be surprising to some, but it would definitely break precedent from what we've seen. I guess in this case, silence is not golden, but maybe it's lead or copper getting a 1% pay increase. Right. And, you know, the other important thing that was included in this omnibus, Tom, is some a little bit of relief when it came to that payroll tax deferral that federal employees and military members saw this fall. And what this provision in the omnibus does is instead of requiring feds to pay back the deferred taxes that they've been uh, experiencing for the past four months this this year, it will allow feds to repay that amount over the course of 12 months in 2021. Initially, the proposal was, okay, we'll take the deferred taxes from 2020 out of 2021's uh, paychecks for four months. And of course, that would be maybe a pretty big burden for some employees and military members to have you know double Social Security taxes taken out of their paychecks for the first four months of this coming year. But what this provision does is it alleviates some of the burden by spreading it out over 12 months instead of four. And am I correct? This bill is 5,600 pages long? It sure is, Tom. It is nearly 5,600 pages long. It includes just about everything that you could possibly imagine. And this was all done in the span of less than 12 hours on Monday. Uh, the, The text was introduced around 1 p.m., Votes started coming in the House around four, and the Senate passed it just before midnight. And it's so large that the bill itself includes a seven-day continuing resolution because Congress and the president 
need time to enroll a bill that's so large into the system, print it, send it to the president for his signature. So technically, agencies are still operating under a seven-day continuing resolution while the technicalities get settled here. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. I would call that a disgrace to the human race, to use Jimmy Carter's phrase, 5,600 pages. No doubt they all read all of it. Oh, I'm sure. Yes, they definitely had time for that. And some of the big spending priorities, is there anything else to learn from what you were able to get to in those 5,600 pages? Right. We're still obviously going through the bill, but you know what we can tell so far is you know more money for the Office of Personnel Management, which is needed because of the revenue that it's lost from transferring the security clearance business to the Defense Department in recent years, so OPM gets some more money. Interestingly enough, uh, stumbled across a provision that gives OPM the authority to potentially come up with a new occupational series for artificial intelligence positions. That's something Congress wants OPM to do. Of course, there was more money for the Treasury Department and the IRS. It seems Congress has realize that the IRS needs more money to modernize its IT systems. It needs more money for taxpayer services to send out these stimulus checks that it'll have to do in the next couple of weeks here, and more money to uh, enforce and, and audit you know, tax policy as well. So the IRS sees more money. So does uh, the Department of Health and Human Services, more funding for research initiatives, as well as health career workforce development. That was something we noticed And I believe our colleague, Jason Miller, is going to come on later, Tom, and talk about some of the IT and cybersecurity spending initiatives, too, that were a part of this bill. And what parts of the bill will disappoint people? So I think the biggest disappointment that we've seen so far is that the bill did not include a provision that a couple of House and Senate Democrats wanted and that federal employee groups wanted, which was a provision blocking the president's Schedule F executive order. That does not appear in this bill and man, we really heard some disappointment from some of these federal employee groups about it. The Senior Executives Association saying that by not including this provision on Schedule F, Congress was basically saying, okay, we don't care about checks and balances on government and the executive branch can do whatever it wants. That was essentially the, the gist of the statement that it put out. Uh, the National Active and Retired Federal Employees Association, which has also been active in pushing Congress and and you know, um, socializing this Schedule F executive order to Congress was also disappointed, saying that not including a provision blocking the executive order basically gave agencies the green light to continue implementing it between now and January 20th. And of course, you know, we did hear some disappointment from House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, who had co-sponsored standalone legislation trying to block this executive order, and he put the blame on Republicans, said they didn't want this in there. And he said that he would work with an incoming Biden administration to get this executive order repealed. And that's not something we've heard anything coming from the Biden team about at this point. They have pointed to certain Trump executive orders that Biden said he'll rescind, but not that one specifically. No, we haven't heard anything specifically about the incoming administration's plans for the Schedule F executive order. I think a lot of it comes down to how much agencies are able to get done between now and January 20th. So if they're reclassifying federal employees and potentially moving them into these new Schedule F positions, hiring people, firing people, then there's some work to do to clean up the consequences, essentially, of the executive order. And so I think that's kind of the question is, do we need the executive order to persist for a couple of weeks 
into the Biden administration to give agencies time to kind of figure out what happened with this executive order. And so the 50 or 100 or we don't know how many people that end up in Schedule F and maybe that would be it. Someday they'll have a Schedule F society for those people to get together once a year and toast each other or something. And I guess we should also point out that at this point in the calendar, the 2022 budget requests are finalizing. And so Congress is going to have to deal with those now. Yeah. And they're going to have to deal with a new administration's priorities, you know, typically in that first year of a new administration The budget requests are a little late coming from, you know, the new president as they kind of, you know, get their sea legs and realize, you know, what they want to do and and how they want to incorporate it into a budget. So, sure, the calendar pages turn and Congress has more work to do in just a couple months here. Yeah, more passbacks than the Washington football team. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out her story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.